It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, this is the part of the show where we often look at headlines that have been happening across the country, get Angie's perspective on these different things locally. First up, Angie, is a story about uh, looking at homes and trying to make the spaces bigger, which I know this is something you've talked about before on the show. How do we make a space seem bigger when we're going to sell it? All has to do with staging, that kind of thing. And so how can we accomplish that with some fun kind of you know tips and tricks? And so we've got six ways to improve how big your home feels, how big your spaces feel. And uh, we're going to give you some details on these things and see what Angie thinks about them. So here are the tips. See if you agree with these or see this okay. happening a lot in homes that you're touring or selling and working with these days. Uh, first one is to paint the walls a light color. That one seems to make oh, sense. Yeah. yeah, that's an easy one, right? Um, anytime you have darker walls, of course, it means it just feels like the walls are coming in on you. I actually saw something recently. We were watching a show. I think it was on HGTV maybe, but it was actually these people who purchased an old uh, like motel and they flipped it, which was the cutest, coolest thing ever. But one thing they did, they said, it's okay to use dark paint on walls, but only paint like the bottom half dark and the upper part light. And it looked so, so cool. Now, I think you need to do that maybe on like, not the overall whole entire home. I think that's too much. But even if you want to do that in the dining room, you know, maybe in a bedroom, a living room, like a specific space, I thought that was cool. But yes, you're right. Overall, go with a lighter color on your walls. Um, And definitely the gray tones are still in, you know, you can do beige, don't do too yellow, but more of the gray tones are definitely in. Yeah, that's a great point. I like those tips. Uh, Some good painting tips for everybody out there. Uh, Something else is to use smaller furniture in your home. I mean, that's just great staging advice, right? So true, right? Anytime you have bulky furniture um, and it doesn't match with a space, it can definitely make the overall room and the space feel smaller. So um, don't overcrowd your space that you're working with, especially when it comes to selling your home and staging it appropriately. They always say minimal is better. I remember when we bought our first home, the living room was staged with such huge, bulky, pretty white furniture, but it was so pillowy and fluffy. It looked uh-huh. like there was just zero space to walk in the yep. in the living room. And then even when we had more, I guess, normal-sized furniture in there, it still felt like, ooh, it's, it's a pretty small living room in here. And also because we kind of had the dining room nook area, it felt very tight to walk by there. So we were lucky to be able to sell the home and move all of the furniture out of there. Uh-huh. And it made yep. it it made it feel very open and very yes. much bigger. So that was a really nice. So we went with the no furniture, let alone the small furniture idea. Yeah. You know, sometimes that cannot work in your best interest. Um, sometimes we have seen that if you completely take all furniture out, that it actually can still make a room seem smaller because there's nothing oh, to okay. look at as far as like a comparison. So, you know, I mean, we actually prefer to leave furniture in, but again, very minimalistic and just smaller furniture. Um, so you don't want, you know, a huge like 
you know, a huge bed in a bedroom that's already tight space and quarters, you know, maybe instead of two end tables only have like one end table. But yes, a lot of times actually leaving a piece of furniture in there will help someone to have that comparison of how large this home is in relationship to the furniture piece. So, you know, but a lot of times we do sell vacant homes and we love to do also virtual staging. Um, That can be a great avenue as well and a great resource to help to you know, show and help people to visualize what they could do with that space without actually bringing furniture in. Speaking of uh, minimalistic, that's something else we can do on the walls. And that's tip number three, declutter the walls. So less pictures, less craziness going on, less shelving, that kind of thing. I mean, pretty much take everything off your walls other than maybe like a big accent picture here and there. Of course, you know, depersonalize. So, you know, I'm sorry, but take down all of your family photos. Um, People do not care to see, you know, 25 baby pictures of, you know, your children. Um, You you mean we can't put up the photos of everybody dressed in their their white shirts and khaki pants? Right, right, right. Yeah, I know. Those like (laughs) awkward photos. No, um, I I mean, I have those too. Um, But no, when it comes to selling your home, you know, you need to remember you want the person that's walking through your home to visualize themselves in your home. And it just can seem to be busy and overwhelming when there's a lot of family photos, uh, just a lot of photos in general. So take all that off the walls, you know, patch, repair, just make it just look pristine. And just, you know, maybe one picture here and there is great. Um, But other than that, yeah, bare walls is wonderful. Very cool. All right. And I'm going to lump these next two tips together because they kind of go hand in hand. But in general, whether we're talking about walls or really any part of the home, flooring, doesn't really matter. Avoid too many patterns and colors. And then another suggestion in this article was to be careful with tile patterns as well. We like to get fancy tile patterns sometimes, but I guess that can make the room feel smaller. Yeah, it's just smaller and it's busy. It's really, really busy. You know, anytime you have like patterns, especially small patterns, it actually, it gives you the perception of a space being smaller versus large patterns. So remember that. So, you know, just be very careful on it being busy with a lot of different patterns. It just, it, it, it just throws you off. Yeah. So I, I strongly agree with those suggestions. And too many colors is never good. Just minimalistic. Vanilla is better. You know, let the buyer do what they want with the home once they move in. Last but not least is using rugs sparingly. So they said to just yes. be careful and not using too many rugs. It sure can. Um, Actually, for the most part, our professional stager, she says, pull up those rugs. You know, let's show off those beautiful floors. Let's show off that space. Um, Rugs can actually make a space look choppy, which will then make it look smaller. So a rug here and there is okay. But for the most part, we actually tell you to pull those babies up. I was in a home recently that had rugs on the carpet throughout the house. So Uh they they like doing the rug on the carpet thing. Pull them up. Hadn't, hadn't yeah. seen that very, and in, well, at least in quite a while. And I, I love rugs. I mean, for example, like in our office, I mean, we have a lot of rugs. But again, there's a difference between how you, you know, show a place when you're living in it and you're using the space versus when you go to sell it. Especially rugs too. Rugs are very, very busy. And typically when someone has, you know, three rugs, they all have different patterns. So again, you have that busy feeling and then it brings the, the walls in. It just makes that space seem smaller. That's not the look we're going for. We want big and, uh, you know, open, breathable, all those kinds of things. So there you go. Six tips to make the home feel a little bit bigger. 
as you're staging it or just thinking about selling in the near future, maybe some tweaks you can make to the home. Of course, if you want all comprehensive staging advice, definitely reach out to Angie and her team. They've got a great partnership with Amber Cole. So whenever you list with uh, Angie's team, they're going to have Amber come out to your house, talk to you all about staging. And she's awesome, by the way. She's so much fun she's to work fabulous. with. She is. And has great vision and cool ideas, and but also takes into account like you know how much things cost and, and what you need to do versus what you yep. don't need to do and things like that. So it's awesome having that resource. So if you want to have them come out, look at your home for a listing appointment to talk about staging and all those kinds of things, call or text Angie at 919-538-6477, 919-538-6477. All right, another headline, Angie, this was just kind of a fun little sidebar here. Can you really replace your air conditioner with white paint? That is the question that some researchers at Purdue University are aiming to achieve after creating the whitest paint in the world, verified by the Guinness Book of World World Records. I didn't know that this was like a thing, but apparently there's like super, super duper white and these guys achieved it. And they say that the whole like thing about it is it reflects 98% of sunlight away from a building. I didn't and know where you're going with this. I was totally yeah. thrown off when you said replace an air conditioner with white paint. I, yeah. I, I didn't understand. So apparently wow. it, it reflects away more than it absorbs in terms of heat. And thus it creates a cooling effect on the surface below, which can reduce temperatures in a home potentially more efficiently than an air conditioner. And so, and you're wow. not consuming really any power because it's just, you know, reflecting the sun away to keep the house cool. So, I mean, I is know. it like blinding? <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's it's the whitest I mean, white ever in, in terms of paint. So, yeah, I, it probably is pretty blinding. <laughs> so are we all going to have white roofs in a couple of years? I, that's Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I personally don't think that that will work for us here in uh, North Carolina uh, when we hit those, you know, hot, humid summers. Um, but that is that is really, really cool. I mean, it's a neat concept. Um, and I could see how in other areas where they barely ever turn on, like maybe their AC, like that just solved yeah. that. Interesting. I, yeah, I kind of, I kind of am in awe and I want to see this shade of white. The paint has not hit the market yet, but oh, okay. um, we, we will see what happens. Our, yeah, the, the still, yeah. still in the R&D phase, I suppose. Okay. okay. I don't know. Maybe we'll see a whole bunch of white siding and white roofs all coming you know to a home near you or to a neighborhood near you could yeah. be the trend we'll see um huh. kind of interesting i guess you yeah. know like a lot of commercial buildings whenever you fly on a plane right a lot of commercial buildings you see have white tops that's true um, that's true so maybe it's just more of makes a commercial sense. application but if they use this white paint it makes it even more efficient for those commercial buildings perhaps right so, exactly yeah all i right. mean I, I i get it i mean it all it all yeah. is Definitely making sense, for sure. Yep. All right. Well, this headline was an important one, and I want to talk about this one for a moment. Um, it was all about why buyers give up. And this is something that we saw all, you know, through 2020 and have seen maybe some in 2021 as well. People lose out on bids, just very reasons. Buyers just say, you know what? I'm tired of looking for a home. I've got to pull out of the, I've got to pull out of the race. And we looked at this survey that looked at the top reasons given for why people back out of their home search and why they eventually give in. 39% said that it was because of uncertainty with COVID. And I actually find that kind of interesting, Angie, Hmm. because it seems like the market has been so strong, even with COVID, that how can that be the number one reason why people give up? So I thought that was kind of an interesting one. And this was a recent 
a recent article? Yeah, pretty recent, like in the last um, like month or so. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because I mean, I, I could see that be the case. You know, let's let's you know go back year year and a half from you know ago, and I could definitely see that being the case. But actually, I don't ever hear that one. You know, I feel like if people are out in the market looking, they feel you know confident with their move, their transition, they're they're comfortable with getting out and taking a look at home. So, um, you know, maybe the uncertainty with COVID is not so much from a health standpoint, but more from like uh, having a job, you know, and, and an income. And um, maybe there people are in a position where all of a sudden maybe their uh, incoming work and labor has significantly slowed down. And so they're more of the concern of, am I still going to have a job? So, um, you know, I'm not seeing that really on our end. Um, you know, it's, it's sad that, you know, I guess that is a common thing that people are still stressing about and dealing with, right? But um, well, th- this is here, also a national article, too. It is, so yeah. it's possible that, may- um, you know, maybe somebody's thinking of moving to Florida and then they see yeah. the numbers down there and they're yeah, like, oh, all maybe sudden, I don't want to move right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like all of a sudden, yeah, the, the numbers of, you know, COVID, you know, incidents are on the rise. So, um, I would say that's probably more to do, though, I think, with their job and having a paycheck and maybe the uncertainty there of what's going to happen next. Does this make sense for us to move right now with just the uncertainty, you know, of our work? But yeah, we're not seeing that, I would say, as much locally, no. The other reasons given, I imagine you have seen a little bit more overlap. I'll kind of just rattle these off, Angie, and then you give us an idea of, yeah, which ones of these are most common from what you hear and, you know, how often is this problem of people just giving up on their home search? Uh, so the next one that was identified was that just the market is intimidating and that just yeah. drives people away. Uh, there aren't enough homes to choose from was another yep. popular response. Yep. Along with uh, people who just haven't decided where to live after selling. So people are like, yeah, we want to sell our house. So they start looking, but they're kind of like, I don't know where we'll where, end where up. Where would I go next? Yeah, <laughs> where yep. would I go we, next? we definitely see that one. And then last was uh, that they, they have just lost out on so many homes, so many bids. They just get yes. discouraged and give up. And, you know, I think all those kind of go hand in hand. Um, and we are definitely seeing that in our market as well. You know, um, buyers are tired of losing. They're tired of being disappointed. You know, they make, you know, three, four offers and they still don't win. Um, sometimes they just maybe are not financially um, able to even be competitive in today's market when we are dealing with those just significantly like super high due diligence fees or payments um, or just going way, way, way above, you know, list price and being able to make up that gap with that appraisal. Um, So it might be a situation of more they just can't even compete in today's market. So we are dealing with that a lot. And what we do on our end is we really make buyers understand upfront of these scenarios. You know, we really do our best to educate buyers on, hey, this is the market we're dealing with. These are typically the the offers that we're seeing in this location and price point that you're considering. Um, because we want them to know up, up front that, hey, this might not be easy. You might fall in love with a home and not win, you know, win out on a multiple offer situation. So I think by doing our best to prepare our clients up front makes the overall process definitely more enjoyable. And they also just don't give up because they know what they're getting into. They they understand. They're like, we get it. We understand. Yes, we know what's needed. Yes, we'll take your guidance. Um, so I think 
understanding the overall market, I think, is really, really important for a buyer before they get out there and they start, you know, going through homes and, you know, starting that home search. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into The Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.